0: I would probably tell my 20-year-old mm-hmm. self to uh, have focus, uh, to be intentional. Uh, I'll just live in life, man, whatever happened. And so uh, if I could go all the way back to talk to my 20-year-old self, there's a whole lot I would do differently. Uh, number one, uh, I would have a plan. I would have goals. I would have uh, a mission. I would have vision. A lot of what I know now, I didn't know
1: then. Welcome to Studying New Way to Success with Eric Weir. I'm your host, Eric Weir. I'm the founder of WCM Global Wealth, author of Who's Eating Your Pie, and national motivational speaker. My life's work is helping people achieve any goal they set for themselves, no matter what gets in the way. So if you're ready to start living a productive and impactful life that will leave a legacy you can be proud of, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Eric Weir, and thank you for joining me today on Stuttering Your Way to Success. I'm with one of my great friends, Hasker Hudgens. We have been everywhere. You'll hear about some of the stuff we did today, like going to a Space Force launch of all things. Okay. we've had so much fun together. I've learned from him. Uh, he, he, uh, I met him when he was a minister. Yeah, and his his big focus was outreach in inner city. Uh, and how to reach people, and build relationships, and community, and right. encourage people, empower people, have them where they're uh, facing seemingly overwhelming odds, and how do you overcome those odds? He's worked with more single mothers than anyone I know. He's worked with more people. He's probably a surrogate father to hundreds of people, yeah. and they, they, they call him Daddy. Yeah, how, how, how are you doing? Doing great. And, and what I want to do is have you meet somebody who I have a lot of respect for, I've learned a lot, a lot from, and he's taught me about giving back in charity. And particularly this time of year, it's really important to think about giving giving back. And some of us are really sad around the holiday season because our family maybe is not in the condition we wish it was in. Maybe right. there are people we don't even speak to. Maybe there are people that we wish spoke to us, but they don't. They're in a bad position wow. right now. Maybe we've lost loved ones. One of the greatest things I've learned with Hasker is when you're giving of yourself to helping others, you have a lot Uh, A lot more joy in your life and the pain you may be experiencing can be quickly offset because you're helping somebody else so let's talk a little little more about that Hasker tell me about you who's Hasker Hudgens oh man Eric thanks for having me uh, to be a part of this uh, today
0: your podcast Uh, I thank God for my relationship with Eric and uh, we've known each other for uh, I think 15 years right about 15 years 15, 15 great years I've been exposed to quite a bit uh, through my relationship with Eric. Uh, but I live here in Greenville, South Carolina, been here my entire life, which is now kind of weird because almost everybody I meet is from somewhere, some part of the country. Uh, Greenville being one of the top places in the world to live. Uh, but uh, I've seen the transition uh, mm-hmm. from Greenville where it was just small town, lots of crime, lots mm-hmm. of poverty, to now to look around to see what uh, mm-hmm. is happening in Greenville is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. If you were to meet and go back in time, yeah. uh, 20 years younger, I'm um, actually 20-year-old Hasker. 20-year-old Hasker. What would you tell? What would you tell your 20-year-old self?
0: Yeah, uh, you know what I really think about that. That's a loaded question. Uh the 20-year-old Hasker was was a Hasker that was rebelling uh and rebellious. Uh just left home. I think I left my father's house at 19 got got hooked up with the wrong people running with the wrong crowd my life was going nowhere really fast Mm -hmm. and uh i didn't have any focus Mm -hmm. so i would probably tell my 20 year old Mm -hmm. self to uh have focus uh to be intentional Uh, i was just live in life man whatever happened and Mm -hmm. so uh if i could go all the way back to talk to my 20 year old self there's a whole lot I would do differently. Uh, number one, uh, I would have a plan. I would have goals. I would have a, a mission. I would have a
1: vision. A lot of what I know now, I didn't know then. Powerful stuff. Well, I remember, maybe I'm going back <clears throat> almost 15 years ago, uh, maybe maybe 12 years at, at, at a minimum, and I was uh, talking to you about helping and giving back. Yeah. And you said, why don't you come with me? What do you do? And he goes, I was thinking like, we're going to hang out some Thanksgiving turkeys and you know sit there and here's some turkey for you, here's some, some dressing for you. Oh, right, thank you, right. thank you for the turkey. It wasn't that at all. His idea of giving back is picking up trash. So so we went we went in this neighborhood that that was not particularly it was it was it was an impoverished area. A lot of I guess Section Eight housing, yeah, yeah. government subsidized housing. A lot of um, uh, you know single families. It was a uh, you know, a very interesting area. Go, go there, and I start picking up trash. Right, right, right. And he had me there, and I'm like, "How am I going to do this?" You're like, "We do it all day." You <laughs> know. then we talk to people; they come up and talk to you, and yeah. that's exactly what happened. We come up and talk, and I'm there, and I'm not trying to necessarily try to engage anybody, but they come and t- why are you picking right, up trash right. in my yard? Right. Want to give back, make the area beautiful, and I'm like, well, "Why do you do that? Why do you do it every week?" He said, "It's consistency." and then I come back and I'll provide hamburgers or we'll do a cookout or have a right, food right. and I learned about it. so tell me tell me more about why you started to do that uh what, and what what made you choose you know the area of town you did mm-hmm. and then maybe some stories of some lives that were impacted that, that you you may have had uh, some, some 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 amount of a hand in yeah um my, my whole why
0: um, giving back was it, it all goes back to the 20 year old the 19 year old hasker mm-hmm. who had really just messed up his life really fast uh ended up drug addiction mm-hmm. um and i'm telling you, my life was really really tall messed up i we could spend an hour with me telling you uh mm-hmm. how bad it was but at, at 26 years old uh i discovered the lord or the lord discovered me he already knew me but i mm-hmm. discovered christ uh invited Christ into my life, started getting my life together. I got to a place where I could see clearly, I could hear clearly. Um, and the first thing I said to God, Eric, uh, that because of what you have done with me, cleaning me up, fixing this mess that I I made real quick, uh, I'm going to spend my life giving back to you. Hmm. So Eric, as I started reading the scriptures in the Bible, uh, I started seeing how Jesus moved around, you know, mm-hmm. and how he was in the marketplace, and how he went to villages, how he healed the sick, and all mm-hmm. the things that he was doing, and how he was um, feeding the poor, the 5,000, the 4,000, 5, the, 4, the 7,000, and I realized that was what I was supposed to be doing. I was yes. supposed to be helping mm-hmm. people, and the more people I realized, the more people that I helped, the more people would help me. <laughs> and so, uh, I started, started out just uh, passing out tracts, just telling people about salvation. That wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized, as I read scriptures, mm-hmm. that the greatest thing I heard Jesus, I read what Jesus had, uh, he heard the thoughts, he heard the argument the disciples was having about who's the greatest in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then he said, the one that can become servant to all so I started studying these these scriptures about servanthood, being a, been a servant. I realized in order to to go high, you had to go low. In order to be great, you had to be least. It's just the opposite of what yeah. uh, we're taught. Yeah, right. To be a great man, you got to be great. To be great, you got to be least. So I started started doing things to serve the poor community. And I remember getting a call from you. And you said, you know, Hasker, you um, I want to teach my my boys, you know, mm-hmm. my boys, they got, it, they got it really good and they don't mm-hmm. really know they have it good. Mm-hmm. You say, put something together mm-hmm. for my boys. And that's where we did the trash. That's true. <clears throat> the trash pickup. And that was a great day. We did this toy drive and you were a big part of it, you know. And I remember you and I, we were standing, um, we're standing in front of this building. There were hundreds of people lined up to receive a toy. It was the day after Christmas, right, I believe it was. That's
1: right, yeah. You
0: know, and it was last minute. Man. People didn't get, they wet, they didn't, weren't mm-hmm. able to get toys for their children. You and I were standing there oh, yeah. and you said to me, you said, uh, and I wonder if you still, if you still believe this. And I want to hear what hear your thoughts on it. You said, Hasky, you, you want me to tell you the reason most of those people are standing in that line? You remember saying that to me? I you? do. I and, and I said, no, tell me why. And you said, you said it's because uh, many of them didn't get their education. Mm-hmm. i tell you, I thought about that a hundred times, you know, um, when I see people uh, struggling in life, when I see people in poverty, mm-hmm. I think I, I still remember you saying those words to me. And I believe it, it there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's true for everything, but- Sure,
1: sure. Uh, You still believe that, right? I do. And I would say I probably have even uh, had that move even further to maybe articulate it better. So education (laughs) is part of it, uh, but it's really awareness and uh, self-identification, knowing who you are, what are your abilities, and then how can you educate yourself to take advantage of your abilities? And I was talking to uh, some young people at Furman today, and you know they're graduating, and some right. of them are excited about it, and they're concerned. There's a recession going on. Right. There's, uh, uh, you know, I'm on the other side. saying, so I can't find good people to work for me. Right? And they're thinking I'm afraid I can't get a job. I'm, oh I'm man! It'll be fine. Wow. but I said the, the what what puts uh, food on the table is the ability to solve problems. That's good. That's good. That's the education. That's good. The ability to solve problems. So, if I have the ability to solve a problem of collecting leaves in someone's front yard, and there's someone that has leaves that doesn't want to spend their time doing it, I can solve that problem so that's, and that's really good. something. That's really good. I can clean a window, okay? I can then, I can wash a car. Those are problems I can solve with, with, with no education, just a little bit of getting started. But if I can solve a more complicated problem, I can Mm. have a bigger wage. Wow. And if I can solve an even more complicated problem still, I can have whatever I want. So if I can solve a problem that saves a man $10 million to get a million, paid a million for that, would be very reasonable. Mm. I'll give you 10% of my savings, sure. So I've gone from trying to encourage people to learn how to be problem solvers. Know yourself take a risk, put push yourself, push yourself in uncomfortable uh, situations, and persevere. And that's, that's really good. One of the best-paying
0: jobs I, I've ever had was a job where the person hired me
1: because they said I solved the problem for them. Really? How about that? Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. So, uh, when when I think of you, I think of giving back. I think of selflessness. I think of humility. Um and and the, the book that I wrote the five Fs was faith well, family fitness. fitness finances friends and, <clears throat> and the concept is that you know there are five key areas of life your faith or your belief system kind of informs your decisions on yes. everything really it, whether you're a <clears throat> religious person or not a religious person it's not that you still have a belief right right, right. so so and we talk about as if I ignore my health to pursue my wealth someday I'll spend my wealth. To get back I mean, my health, I mean, right? I mean, and, and and the idea is they're all five plates and they're all five wheels. And and I kind of do is I'll draw something like like you know this is this is your wheel, right? So let's say in, in, in <clears throat> belief or faith you're a four, and then in health you're a five, and then in finances you're a two, and you know in friends you're you're, you're a 10, right? And then yeah. for your family, you're three. Yeah. Well, that's not a very round wheel, right? We're yeah. not going to roll too well. Right. So, How do you get, 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 balance of life. So, so Hasker, I've learned a lot from you. Uh, so in, 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 the faith there and giving back, would you kind of talk to us a little bit about what if I'm a person that I want to grow in faith? I'm curious. You, know, you said you started reading the word. I mean, how do you do that? How do you start? Where do I find a Bible? What do I, what, what impacted
0: you? Yeah. Oh, first thing for me was uh, and this was something you and I have talked about uh, over the years is is seeking out mentors, you know seeking out mentors, someone who's strong in an area that you're weak mm-hmm. uh, the first the first conversation you and I had um, maybe the second you you said to me, you said, if you'll teach me uh, spiritual things, I'll teach you financial things mm-hmm. and So we ended up picking up trash. (laughs) It's something spiritual, you know. uh, Feeding the poor, right? But I remember all those all those days sitting in front of Starbucks with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember for for that that first year, bringing you all my receipts. Mm -hmm. You wanted to see where I was spending my money. That's right. That's right. So you were teaching me financial things, how to manage your money, and so I've learned. Even out of that experience, to have different mentors in my life, if I wanted my marriage to be strong, I needed to find someone who can mentor me uh, mm-hmm. in marriage. That's powerful. Yeah. If I wanted my health to be good, I needed to get a trainer that can help me be physically strong. Mm. So when I look at all those 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 five Fs, I've always tried
1: to have a mentor in each one of those areas. Mm. That's good. That's solid. That's great. So, so in your view, uh, I mean, I've heard heard this said, and I have my belief on it. But mentorship is is like an accelerator. Yes, you can go faster. Yes. And If you ask somebody to mentor you or spend time with you, how often do they say no? Right. Right. I mean, do they say no to you, or do they say yes usually? Or you know, if you, I've learned if you pursue a person, mm-hmm. you
0: know, to mentor you, then they'll say yes. Because okay. there needs to be a level of pursuit. Mm-hmm. and uh I find a lot of guys a lot of people ask me to to mentor them and then there's that in the church world they ask you to be their spiritual leader and spiritual father and all that but it's the people that that have pursued me i give myself to because if a person pursue me eventually I' let them catch me and then I know that they're going to take the wisdom the advice the experience mm-hmm. that I have and mm-hmm. they're going to put it to use mm-hmm. I remember the in the beginning years you know people hey uh, Let me buy you dinner. I want to pick your brains. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you meet with them a year later. They did nothing with all of that information. It's true. That's true. So I learned not to give myself to people too fast because if you give yourself to people too quickly, they're probably not going to take that information and do anything with it, if that makes
1: sense. No, oh, oh, totally, totally. <clears throat> well, I, you called me earlier this week. You said, Eric, I'm going to go to the Perry oh, yeah. Prison. Correctional. Maximum security prison. <laughs> this is like, and I've never been to prison, so Hassan gets me started like right at the top. These are like the lifers are here. Now we're not going to the one yeah, year. No, we're not going <laughs> to the misdemeanor, the light, the lights. They're going to be three pat-downs before you go in there, you know. Listen, this, once those yeah. gates, once you hear that... Those those bars closed, man. It's a different world. Yeah, they are there. We're in, right? So, so, and, and you're you're going to have me there, come there and speak, right? You've spoken many times. Mm-hmm. What have you learned yourself in in speaking to to, to prisoners? Yes, yes. I, I'm going to tell you a couple of things on that. Um, one of the
0: guards told me one time, and this is a guy. He's he he's retired now. His name is Elvis. It's uh, a friend of mine. I remember being in the prison, speaking to the men one time, and as I was leaving, he said to me, he said, everybody is five seconds or five minutes from being behind these walls. You know, you just make one bad decision, and you can be in prison for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm. I mean, 17-year-old guys, 18-year-old guys in prison for life. One one bad decision. You got in the car with the wrong person. Uh, Mm. But what I have learned is something that people need to learn before they get uh, in prison, or before they lose their family, before they lose everything. Um, people behind prison bars, they're like sponges. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we bring the gospel, when we bring seminars, they they eat it up. They're like mm-hmm. sponges. And mm-hmm. I ask myself the question, why could you have not been that way before you made a wrong decision? If you'd have listened to the right people. It, maybe if you went to church, uh, maybe if you surrounded yourself uh, with great advisors, great friends, your life would not have taken such a turn. But why do you have to why do people have to hit rock bottom before they before they wake up? Mm-hmm. You know, I know for me, um, I said earlier that I had a drug addiction but I had to hit rock bottom before mm-hmm. before I came to my senses. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he came from wealth. He came from a great family, he came from everything, a good home, and he ended up in, you know, in this eating with the pigs, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he had to hit rock bottom before his eyes opened before he woke up. The sad thing is a lot of people, they don't make it back. They don't make it back home. They don't make it back to church. Uh, because they made a bad decision. I think decisions. It really a life. A lot of life really comes down to having a good life, having a successful life. Comes down to the decisions we make, the people we surround ourselves with, the people we hang uh, out with. And someone told me, I can always tell where your life is going by the people that you're hanging around with. a why I hang around people like you. You know. You can, you know, the people you hang around with is kind of prophetic in where you're, where you're going to be the next five or ten years. You know, so if you if you hanging around, I don't like to call people losers, but guess what? That is prophecy of what your life is going to be. You're going to be a loser. Mm-hmm. If you're hanging around winners, you're going to be a winner.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I, I've heard it said this way: you're, you'll be the same person today. In ten years, mm-hmm. except for. The people you hang around and the books you read. Oh wow. Wow. Maybe even the books you listen to on tape. So you'll be the same person except for those exceptions. That's good. So that's good. So how uh knowing that and, and being in ministry and being in, in working in an impoverished area and in, keen, in, in keen, are there are, are there common barriers that people have, like like Unforgiveness, or anger, or resentment, or is there some emotion that people have that tends to limit them? Hmm. And and then is there is there an, is there an answer for that? Yeah, you you said you
0: just named I think three or four of them. Um, unforgiveness is is really deep. Uh, I find people whose life is is somewhat stuck. You know, they they can't move forward. Because they can't forgive. You know, there's a father who mm. was not in their life. They're, they're stuck. I've, I've heard stories where people literally had to go to the cemetery to forgive a loved one mm. in order to move forward in life. Mm. And so that's, those are really deep, really deep hurts, really mm. deep barriers that will hinder us. And so life is a choice. We, we have to make the right choices we have to make the choices to forgive uh, if if your life is i'm telling you your life is in a, in a bad place in order to get out of that situation that bad place whatever it is you got to make the right choices hmm. you you got to make some changes mm-hmm. and we all we all we all face mm-hmm. different obstacles that will hinder us from moving forward in life and we make the choice you know i can be mad at or dad i never met mm-hmm. a wife that walked out on me and left me with the children mm-hmm. uh I, I had that to happen I, I was a single single father had to mm-hmm. raise children i could have let something like that tell me never trust a woman again mm-hmm. and i never would have found true love and never would have gotten married again so um Education. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you talk about education. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you wake up at 30 years old and you realize, you know what? I could be better off if I had gotten my education at 30 years old. It's Mm -hmm. not too late to pursue education. Mm -hmm. So you name it, it comes down to choices,
1: Eric. Yeah, I'm 55 now and I'm finishing my master's and I'm doing it because it's something wow. I want to do and I want to teach. I want to teach in colleges and give back. <clears throat> For me to have that credential would be helpful. I don't know that it's going to impact my earnings. It's probably impact things like that, but it's been fun, and I've learned a lot. I've learned how to present, how to t- break things down, and and so it's been a fantastic experience of networking. It's yes. Been on your horizon, yes. and in my class, I'm talking to people, and they're all different—from like a CEO to somebody just starting out to somebody who's worried about student debt to somebody else who's in an apartment to somebody else who is number five at Google. And I've had right. that kind of right. crazy uh, change, but I've learned learned a ton. So you're saying that is is really true, and I. I think the the whole point of the "Study Your Way to Success" podcast is you expect setbacks, you expect disappointment. Yes. They're going to set you down. You are going to have yes. battles of 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 I feel depressed or feeling you know how do you get out of it? Right, right, right. You you, you try to help others or or you try to do try, try to try to how do you get out of that? So Hasker, have you ever been to the point where you are like you felt like throwing in the towel? Oh, yeah, I am out, <laughs> I am done, right? And and and, and you didn't. And why not? And then what? What did you do to to, to climb out of the hole? Yeah, it's a good point. <clears throat> and I happen to think that
0: almost everybody faces those crossroads in life <laughs> where where you feel like giving up. I felt like I'm telling this. That's been times I felt like getting on a Greyhound bus mm-hmm. and just go taking a one buying a one way ticket and going to L.A. somewhere mm-hmm. and starting over. But you know what? That solves nothing. Uh, I hear people say, you know what? I'm just going to pack up and leave Greenville. And I'm going to move to Atlanta. Well, mm-hmm. if you, if you don't fix your problems, you're gonna you're gonna be that same person Absolutely. in Atlanta. Yeah. And so yeah, we we have days where we want to throw in the towel, we want to yeah. give up. Right. But then we wake up tomorrow. And if you if you are a true leader or you're a true winner, you'll wake up tomorrow, and you'll do what is necessary in order to move your life forward. Uh, for me, also, it's been my family. You know, one of the mm-hmm. elves of is family. Uh, when I wanted to quit, I could not quit because you just can't, right? I couldn't quit on my family.
1: <laughs> right?
0: If it was just me, I could quit. But when I when I look at my daughters and I look at my son now grandchildren, for me to quit now, I quit on all of them, and then I quit on the community and I quit on my church family and I, So I just can't quit. You know? Right? For some people, it's it's easy to quit. Right. But then for others, the men. Uh, I think who was it? Uh, Peter. <laughs> yeah, Peter wanted to quit, and then when he decided he wanted to quit, the other disciples who were on the boat, they decided to quit too. Right. So I mean, nobody quits so alone, Eric. Mm, you know. That's and true. so um, so uh, an old man told me one time, I just, I just went through a divorce, and I was driving a bus. With, with a bunch of children on the bus. Because mm-hmm. for me, my healing comes from helping other people. Anytime mm-hmm. I've ever been wounded or hurt, for me to heal quickly is to give myself to serving, to, to helping other people. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving this bus, and this old man, he wanted to ride with me on the bus to see what I was doing. He was a bishop of this huge... uh Organization, uh, IPHC. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was on the bus and he knew my situation. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, quitting is not an option.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, we're riding, the kids screaming, and all of a sudden he just whispered those words to me, quitting is not not an option. So Mm -hmm. when you remove quitting, then you have no other choice but to, to move forward. And so it's like sports. When we played sports back in the days, you mm-hmm. get knocked down, you get dirty, mm-hmm. you get up, you wipe the dust off, right. you get back you in the game. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. life is somewhat that way you will get knocked down. And you get back up, you wipe the dust off, get back in the game. But I've learned one thing, um, Eric, that um no matter what happens to me, no matter if I get knocked down or if I fall, God will pick me back up. Mm-hmm. And he always have. You know, mm-hmm. he he always have. He's always rescued me. Mm-hmm. He's always uh, reset my life, so I don't fear. I don't fear uh, losing. I don't feel failure. Failure. Uh, I don't feel. I don't fear bad things happening to me. Right.
1: Right. I read a I read a, a poem one time, and I'm not going to recite it, but it was really interesting. It was. It said, "God, I, you know, many times in my life, I look back and I see t- two two sets of footprints. Yeah. in the sand." And I was walking close to you, and I knew you were there. Yeah. And I I couldn't believe it. Uh, But the times, I was in the most pain. (laughs) I was hurting. I wanted to quit. There was only one set of footprints. footprints. Why did you leave me? And God said, those are my footprints. I was carried. That is powerful. That's one of my favorite poems. Yeah, and that's true. And the idea is... And and when I I talk to people about, you know, setbacks and and pain or their bankruptcy or divorce or, you know, facing all the different things that can happen in life, life is going to to give you disappointment. It will. And life is going to give you pain. What I've learned in talking to so many people like yourself and others is depression and gratitude cannot exist at Mm. the same time. That's good. So good. when I'm in pain, I, is there something I can be grateful for? And when you have a setback, uh, and you, you you know you feel like quitting, mm-hmm. how do you fall forward? So, Hasker, how do you fall forward? You fall forward, instead <laughs> of fall back.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There we You know, and I really probably need to meditate on that question to give the proper answer. But it for me, it still goes back to. Quitting is not an option. I I I removed the bridge. Mm-hmm. I removed the bridge that I, I cannot turn around and go back across that bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, when I remember when I came to know, know Christ, and the only friends I had were people in the streets, drug dealers, right, and right. you name it, hustlers. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I remember the Lord telling me was, "You got to tear down that bridge. Mm-hmm. You, you got to burn that bridge." Wow. So why do I have to burn that bridge so you can never go back across it? So, mm. you know, so when when life got hard, I knew I knew my street friends would be there for me. Right. But right. they would also they were part of my destruction. Right. So that bridge was down. So I had no choice but to move forward. You know, I had to pick myself up. I had to, you know, there were days I didn't want to open my Bible. There many days I I didn't have it in me to pray, you know. You know, so we, we get spiritual sometimes and we say, pray about it. You know, right. And there has been times, man, I, I didn't have it in me to pray. I thank God I had people praying for me. You know, so I, part of the answer is, is who you surround yourself with. You know, mm-hmm. you surround yourself with people that, that would encourage you, people that will lift you up in prayer. But then a relationship that you and I have had, we've always been able to speak truth to each other. Right, right, right. So people that you give permission to speak, truth to you. you, know, everybody don't have that permission, right? Right, you know, right. right there are right. certain people you get permission That's to right. say, "Hey, man, you you know you you're messing up," mm-hmm. or they'll compliment you. So for me, it's it's a combination of all of that. You know, the relationship that you're in, the relationship you have with the Lord, the relationship you have with your wife, the relationship you have with your children, mm-hmm. having friends one of the one of the if mm-hmm. that you have on that page, having friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Bible says it's not good that men be alone. Right. Uh, people think marriage when you hear that, but you need friends in your life, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're social beings. We're social beings. And in all of those areas, there's trouble. Yes. <laughs> there's just trouble, right? <laughs> people are going to let you down, right? Friendships have bumps, right? Uh yeah. Marriages have bumps. Yeah. yeah. Being single has bumps. Yes. It's just there's, there's, there's just going to be struggle in life. Hmm. And I think you know, going back to to that and being vulnerable here, I'm hearing you say, "Be vulnerable." I'm here you say, "Surround yourself with with, with people that, yeah. that can that can uh, be helpful to you, be helpful to them. Right? can learn from. Uh, study, read, and it sounds like you're a man of prayer. And you read, you you read, you read your Bible. How often, how often do you do, do you have a chance to to pray or? Or read your Bible. Also, well, as as part of my profession,
0: I, I have to do it daily. <laughs> as part okay. of my profession, guys, you know, like your your profession, you know, you point the finger, you you solving problems. Mm-hmm. I I I do as well, but it's uh, I'm a pastor, I'm a minister, mm-hmm. and so um, I have to feed the flock. You know, mm-hmm. I have to get I have to get the word. I have to know the word. I have to be prayed up. I have to be able to pray for people. Uh, in so many ways, you know, uh, I had to build myself up. Uh, I, I'm, one of the things I like doing is, is uh, going on the mission field, mm-hmm. you know, uh, going to foreign countries and mm-hmm. and uh, being a missionary. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of demonic activities when you go overseas. That's demonic activities in, in America. But it's, it can be heavier mm-hmm. when you go overseas and you really just, have to be built up and Mm -hmm. part of building ourselves up, at least for me, is, man, if I don't pray, Eric, I I get empty. Mm -hmm. And when I get empty, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to, it's like a filling station where you, I have to gas up, Mm -hmm. you know, I I have to pray to be filled.
1: That's good.
0: I have to read the word in order Mm -hmm. to be filled. So it's not just one. I know people that pray, but they don't read the word. I know people that read the word, but they don't pray people that read the word, but they don't serve. And you have to, I think it's a combination of, of, of giving back. It's a combination of putting your hands to something, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be picking up trash or helping an old lady across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have to have a balanced life.
1: Right. And that's what I, what I seek. Now somebody said I wanted to start <clears throat> to learn and to do. that, is there a reading program you'd recommend to somebody? Is it do this, get started. Where it's simple, I could do it daily, uh, e- easy to figure out. Is there anything like? Does anything like that exist? Well, I will tell you, Deacon, I'm sure it is. I'm sure yeah. it is. And nowadays
0: you can Google to get answers to those questions, and anything. But uh, I remember uh, I asked that question when I came to the Lord and that's been 35 years now, 35, 36 years now, uh, there was a deacon in the church, and I asked him, I said, well, what do I, what do I do next? You know, I accepted Christ Sunday morning, now what do I do? So there's a lot of those questions, what do I do next? And I remember he said, well, read your Bible, and I also, where do I start? He said, well, start in the New Testament. Mm. And that was great advice, because there's so many people that try to start in the the Old Testament and, mm-hmm. and the Old Testament is a lot about history. But he said, learn about Jesus first, and then, then you learn the rest of the Bible. To me, that was great advice because uh as I discovered the life of Jesus, it, it kind of stirred up a hunger in me to know mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Well, we we get so deep, we want to go to Revelations, we want to go to you're learning, you're reading about. People you can't even pronounce their names, right? And you're reading about history that doesn't add up to you. And so, if you just learn about Jesus, that's going to be the answer. Jesus is the answer to uh, all of our problems, all of all of our questions. He's mm-hmm. the answer. Mm-hmm. So you spend that that first year or those first several months just studying the life of Jesus. and It'll take you a long ways. It, I mean, it really will advance your life.
1: That's great, that's great. Well, thank you for, 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 for joining me today on Stick Way to Success. It's great to have you here. In closing, is there any one thing you, you, you want to, to, to give people a thought to think about, uh, maybe consider this as they move forward? Well, and I don't say this just
0: because I'm sitting here, but I would encourage the, the listeners, the readers, to purchase your book. Mm-hmm. Um, that your book is, is one of the greatest books I've read uh, this year and I plan on reading that book again but I'll tell you if you will purchase that book and if you're not pleased I will refund you <laughs> myself I will refund you for that book It's one it, what I love about uh your book is that you give away the secrets and, and you got to know where I'm coming from uh and some of you that are listening you'll know what I'm talking about I' go to conferences I, I sit down with people I I go to seminars, people tell me, uh, they'll tell us, hey, look what I've grown, look what I've built, I've built, look at, and they never tell you the how. In your book, you give the how, the how-to. That's very rare. Yeah, well, thank you. Very rare that people give you the how-to. So, purchase that book.
1: <laughs> Space Force, yeah, here, cheers. <laughs> So Hasker, I gave him a call maybe a week before yeah. rocket launch. He had a friend of mine, a new friend I just met who, who runs Space Force. He's like, hey, you want to go to rocket launch? And I'm like, yeah, how many people can I bring? Like, he told me. And I'm like, backing up the truck, you want to go? So Hasker, yeah. you want to go to watch a rocket launch? He goes, Yeah. So <laughs> the last minute I got some of my kids to come. And Hasker came and flew out to Los Angeles and drove north Man. a little bit. And we watched a rocket launch. It's so amazing to watch a rocket—just the the power of it, and just the, the you feel the, you see it go up, and you see just the brightest yeah. flame under them. And remember, you feel like the yeah. you, you could you can you can hear it and kind of feel a right, wave. Right. Know, but it wasn't right away. It took a minute. So, what was that like to you to go and watch a rocket launch? When an Elon Musk rocket's up in the air, oh, what was it like?
0: How do you describe that? I, it's like a kid who's going to his first Christmas party. You yeah. know, he, he said it was like a week. It was like two days. He said, hey, do you <laughs> want to see this? And it was one of these opportunities, uh, once in a lifetime opportunity. There was no way I was going to tell you no. Yeah. And so <laughs> thank you for taking me. It was one of the greatest experiences to see a rocket. Uh, I'm fascinated by airplanes, you know. That's one of my, I just love to see planes go up and come down, but you took it to another level. <laughs> so
1: thank you. It, it was so fun. And also you have an appreciation for what Musk has done. Yeah. He, he, it was routine now where they're launching rockets every couple of weeks and very, very efficient. And what's so neat is part of the rocket actually comes back and, and auto lands, you know, in, in the ocean or, or it lands, you know, on, on the, you know, nearby where they took off so they can reuse it. So mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Well again, it was it was good great, great being with you. You know, and and going through California and of course he's a super cool space force guy Yes, sir. And Hasker, mm-hmm. um if, if if somebody wanted to, to reach out to you, how, how would they find you? You can look
0: me up by the name of my church, the church that I passed at the equipment center. Um you can Google me, you know, I have a I have a website. I wrote a book. You know, hey, check out my book, I Am Evangelism. Uh, it's, when I hear it's a great book. And so there's ways to look me up. And, uh, and if, if you know Eric, you can reach me through Eric. But uh, I'm available, uh, and I'd love to
1: sit down and talk with you. Great. Well, thank you, Hester. It's great to have you on today. My man is always good to yeah. be with yeah. you, Eric. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on Steading Your Way to Success. And our guest, as you remember, was Hasker Hudgens. Hasker, thanks for coming on. I always learn so much from you about giving, about charity, about about learning, overcoming obstacles, setbacks, getting tools to grow. And the purpose of this show is to give you just that encouragement, to give you focus, to give you actionable ideas and tools you can use today to make your life better and to have more success. Thank you for tuning in today. It means a lot to me that you showed up, and I hope you're leaving this show with that extra motivation and inspiration you're looking for. If you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And if you want to connect, my email and social media channels will all be linked in the show notes. Until next time, keep stuttering your way to success.